Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is our 23rd episode. Thanks to those of you who have subscribed or followed us on any of the podcast platforms. You can find us on every platform by going to pictures-of-lily.com. From there, you can connect to us on all podcast platforms, as well as on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. In this episode, I am taking it way back. In honor of the 25th anniversary of Oasis's album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, I'm going to reflect on almost 30 years of interactions with Noel Gallagher, including a number of interviews. Slip inside the eye of your mind. Don't you know you might find a better place to play? Here are a few snapshots of my experiences with Noel Gallagher over many years. I first met Noel in 1992 when he was a roadie for the Inspiral Carpets. The Inspirals were part of the Madchester craze that was happening at the start of that decade, and my interview with their guitar player, Graham Lambert, was my second ever interview, and they were my second favorite band at the time, so I was very excited about the whole thing. After the Inspirals show, Graham and the band invited me and my friends to hang out at a nearby bar. It was here that we were first exposed to the entity that is Noel Gallagher. Noel was so loud and so talkative and such a show-off. He was dominating the whole place. He was very, very funny and he had us in stitches the whole time. He kept on saying all kinds of crazy negative stuff about the Inspiral Carpets and he said he was going to have a band a hundred times better, and he kept on telling us how much they were paying him to be a roadie. Some might say the sunshine follows thunder Would you tell it to the man who cannot shine? The next time I saw Noel was two years later at the Chemical Brothers, then called the Dust Brothers, Heavenly Sunday Social. If you refer back to the third episode of this podcast, there's a lot more detail about the Sunday Social there. This was after Oasis's debut album Definitely Maybe had been released, but I hadn't listened to it and I had decided without hearing it that I was over it. I didn't realize it at the time, but they were playing Oasis's Live Forever and the whole place was singing at the top of their lungs and Noel was just soaking it up. I didn't place him, but I knew I'd met him before and I was getting ready to go over and ask him, where do I know you from? But decided against it because I was having a really good time and I didn't want to start a conversation with some random dude. Later that year, I was watching MTV News and they were doing a segment on Oasis and mentioned how Noel used to be the Inspiral Carpets' roadie and everything fell into place. A little over a year later, 
After the release of What's the Story Morning Glory, I had an interview with Noel for Hits magazine. I went to meet him at Shutters on the Beach, a hotel in Santa Monica, where the band were staying while they were filming the video for Don't Look Back in Anger. I reminded Noel that we had met before and we had a super fun time during the interview. I was recording on cassette tape and I had another interview that week and I was running out of tape so I stopped the recording. And Noel thought it was insane that I would stop just to save tape for someone else. In retrospect, I see his point. Here's something he told me before I stopped the tape. If we don't have an album or a single coming out, the interview is going to be about drugs. I've never told a lie. If someone asks me a question, I give them a straight answer. It's not big and clever to take drugs. I'd rather be a healthy person. But the culture I was brought up on in Manchester was about drugs and gangs. There's no getting away from it. I'd love to give up smoking, drinking, and drugs, but I'm not going to be a hypocritical, up-me-own-ass, righteous f***er telling people not to do it when I do it myself. She's electric. She's in a family full of eccentrics. They've done things I never expected, but I need more time. She's got a sister. That same month, Oasis did some radio shows and I went to see them in San Francisco. Lars Ulrich from Metallica was on my flight and I saw him in Oasis's dressing room later that night. All the guys in Metallica were huge Britpop fans at the time, but Noel said that if Lars was around, that meant they had to talk to him for nine hours. The next year, I went to see them in San Francisco and Noel was supposed to be doing a photo shoot for the Los Angeles Times on the roof of the venue. When everybody got on the historic elevator, he wasn't there, and they realized he was with me outside, talking loads of nonsense. Our conversations are mainly him knowing I don't worry about what I say to him, or how it comes across, and him giving as good as he gets, and that's what stuck with both of us. I took a walk with my fame down memory lane, and I never defiled my way back. I saw Oasis opening up for U2 at Oakland Stadium right before their third album, Be Here Now, was being released. By this point, things were starting to feel different. One of our mutual friends said that Noel didn't make eye contact with people anymore, and once he said that, I realized it had been true for a while. But we still had moments, like when we bumped into Noel in the middle of the afternoon in Soho and he was getting into a cab with a ton of shopping bags, all from the same shoe store. He made the cab wait and we ended up talking to him for a while in the street, blocking all the traffic. Cars were honking their horns until they realized it was Noel, and they stopped honking and just waited as it was a rare sighting of Noel in the wild. I've interviewed Noel three, maybe four times, maybe more, and each time it felt rushed. Not like the super relaxed and no time limit scenario of our first interview. This is what he told me back in 2000. At the end of the Be Here Now tour, I was going to leave the band. I'd had enough. I didn't like the people I was in the band with. I felt we weren't going anywhere. It was useless. I felt my time would be better served as a solo artist, so I gave up drugs, rediscovered the writing bug. It was brilliant. 
So he was able to give up drugs after all, sort of anyway. I was there when Oasis broke up nine years after that during the Rock on Seine Music Festival in Paris, and I had swine flu the whole time. The thing that I've always felt with Noel is he doesn't have deep-seated loyalties. He has people that are loyal to him, but he could drop his end of it without any explanation or reason instantly. And there's always that fear surrounding him. I wasn't at all surprised when the other members of Oasis didn't follow him when the band broke up. In one of the later interviews we did for the AV Club, I asked Noel if as a solo artist he would want to have the kind of impact that Oasis had, and this is what he said. I didn't realize what happened until it was all over. To be honest, it's never going to happen again. It's never going to happen for me. It might never happen again in rock and roll. The music goes on regenerating. I play songs that are 20 years old, the kids go f***ing berserk, kids who are like 15. It's an amazing thing. It couldn't happen to me now what happened to Oasis then. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I would be able to deal with it, but I don't think I would enjoy it. Lazy day, sunny What Noel always has is a fantastic, extremely witty sense of humor. You can count on the guy for a laugh and you can count on him to talk about money. He always brings up money. How much he's making, how much things cost, how much people should be paying him for stuff. It's a little weird. Stop, And that's my snapshot of some of my experiences with Noel Gallagher over the last 28 years. You can watch a segment with me and rock photographer Scott Doodleson over on his all-day vinyl Instagram on his IGTV, where I talk about Oasis some more. I recommend you check out the Oasis documentary Supersonic. It is an honest look at their early career, which the band will be the first to tell you hit its peak with their two concerts at Nebworth in 1996 and was never that good again. And they've made a half-hour look back at the recording of What's the Story Morning Glory called Return to Rockfield. That's the studio they recorded the album in, and you can find that half-hour film on YouTube very easily. In the next episode, we're keeping the 25th anniversary of Oasis's What's the Story Morning Glory theme going as I talk about my experiences with the better Gallagher brother, Liam. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder, 
Thanks for listening. And once again, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so. And please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com. And from there, you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.